At Johns Hopkins Hospital, a critical care specialist named Peter Pranabost created a simple five-step checklist of well-known steps to follow to reduce infections, such as doctors just washing their hands. Nurses were given the task of enforcing adherence to the checklist. After a year, they found that the checklist had prevented 43 infections, eight deaths, and saved $2 million in costs. When we're neck deep in the trenches of building our businesses, struggling to figure out how to grow, we often forget the most basic areas of improvement. Now, I've helped thousands of people start and scale businesses over the past 11 years. I've also built companies from scratch with over $300 million in sales so far. In this process, I've developed a checklist-like approach to discover where in the business to focus to get the biggest results with the least effort. Usually, it's not where we usually think to focus. I call these the four breakthrough barriers. So barrier number one is the market that you're in or are considering entering. So to give you an example of this, uh, when we first, I was selling on Amazon, you know, building my first e-commerce business starting in 2009, started selling on Amazon in 2010. We ended up creating a training program called Amazing Selling Machine that we released in 2012. That, if you were to look at the chart of Amazon's revenue growth um, stock price, <laughs> that was kind of a major inflection point. And there was nobody doing any real marketing on Amazon at the time. And so we also had a unique approach. Good timing, good execution, which is almost always the two ingredients necessary to produce any really good success. Uh, so part luck, part skill, part preparation. And so we definitely had that in our favor. And for the people that we taught, that was such a good time to build an e-commerce business selling on Amazon because it was just a wide open opportunity for thousands and thousands and thousands of products. And so that was when we launched that program. And so there was a massive opportunity. And that's how we had people that had zero business experience find a product. And all of a sudden, they were doing 50, 100 grand a month in sales, like out of nowhere. Um, so it was a great time for that business. And it was also because we were selling the opportunity and teaching people how to do this, and nobody knew how to do it at the time. It was a good time for us to be in that business of selling that type of information or education and creating that training program and community. However, over the years, that opportunity became more and more saturated. Other people, other educators, coaches, trainers, people creating masterminds, they figured out what we were doing and they ended up creating their own versions of Amazing Selling Machine. And then all of a sudden that side of the market, in addition to e-commerce, the training side of it also became very saturated. And so when I talk about looking at the market, what ended up happening was e-commerce today is still a great opportunity. But for us, what became bad was the online education side of e-commerce. So we were in the right broader market in e-commerce, but we weren't in the right micro market of the online education side of e-commerce. And that shifted over time. Early on, it was good. Later on, it was bad. As another example of the importance of being in the right market, when we launched our healthy coffee company, Life Boost, you know, we really started pushing hard in 2019. And at the time, uh, nobody was doing this. And so we had this nice ability to run. Uh, there weren't a lot of competitors doing a very good job. And so we experienced massive growth. Once again, me and my business partner both have 10 years of direct marketing experience. Uh, so it was good preparation, meeting with good opportunity or luck. And when you look at that market of health in general, the different micro opportunities inside of the health niche are always going to change. But in general, people want to be healthier, they want to look better, they want to feel better, they want to live longer. So that market is always going to be good, but the specific opportunity within that market is going to change over time. So this is why I consider the four breakthrough barriers. The first one is the market. So if you were looking at 
starting a new business or analyzing your current business, trying to figure out how do I get unstuck, the first thing that I would look at is the market. Give you the extreme example, if you're in the business of selling typewriters, you could be the world's greatest uh, manager, business operator, CEO, and you could still have a very hard time building a business selling typewriter because it's not the good kind of market. So one of the things you want to look for, is there anybody actually making money in this space? And so we, I recently had a call with this very nice older couple, and they have this e-commerce business they've been building for a long time. They were students of ours for many, many years ago, and they've kind of reached a cap in their business. I think they're only doing like you know 11 or 20 grand a month or something like that in sales, and they've had a hard time getting beyond that. And when I looked at their business, they, and I don't have any problem saying this because I don't think this is a business anybody should go into, they sell the little pop guns, you know, little wooden guns where you pull the thing back, the little piece of rubber shoots out on, on a string. So they sell those things online. Usually you see them in like mall kiosks or different toy stores and stuff. So they sell that and they're basically dominating the pop guns market online on Amazon. Uh, their Amazon listings rank number one when you search in Google, uh, but there's no room to grow in that business. Like there's nobody making any money in that space. So it's a terrible market. Uh, so if they want to grow that business, they have to get into a different market. So the, being in the market is incredibly important. So the first thing you need to ask yourself when you're trying to figure out how to grow a business very quickly is are you in a growing market? And in the next episode released tomorrow, I'll share with you how to find that out. Uh, because if you're not in a growing market, you either need to find a way to capture a larger share of a shrinking or stagnating market, which is a hard thing to do, it's not that much fun, or find a way to get into a better market, which I believe is a much easier path to follow. And I'll also share with you in one of the upcoming episodes how to find growing markets. Uh, but for now, just know that the first breakthrough barrier, the first thing to look at if you want to find out how to unlock growth in your business is are you in the right kind of market? Because if you're not in the right market, almost nothing else matters. So moving on to number two, assuming you're in the right market, second thing to look at is merchandise or the products that you sell. For example, uh, we have a member uh, in our Tycoon Tribe Mastermind that sells multiple millions of dollars per year, uh, but her business has kind of been overrun by Chinese sellers on Amazon. And so she had a good run at it early on with some of her products because there was nobody that was doing that well on Amazon. She still has more reviews than most of them, but they've just undercut her like crazy on price because the products are kind of commoditized. So early on, she could win by having decent price, but a ton of reviews and good quality. Now, the other people sell the exact same products, just way cheaper. And she's got nothing that differentiates hers versus anybody else other than a little bit more reviews, but that's kind of being eaten away every day because these other people are selling at a lower price, which means they ultimately are building reviews faster than her because she, they're getting more sales than her. And so you've got to look at the products that you sell. If, you're, if the market is good, then how do your products stack up against the competition? Try to look at it like an honest, like a consumer, try to honestly look at it like a real consumer and think that if you were looking at your products and all the other products available, assume people know these other ones exist. Don't assume they only found yours and you can just you know convert them before they go find out what else is available for sale. Assuming they know all the options available for sale, would they would you buy your products if you were a customer? Because if not, you need to do something about that. Um, and there's really a total value proposition here. Is do you have better branding, packaging, quality, uh, unique features of your product, pricing, social proof is a big factor. If all else held equal, it's the exact same products, exact same price, but one has 10,000 reviews or has some celebrity endorsements or even just micro-influencer kind of endorsements, 
then people will probably be willing to buy that one instead, even at a higher price. And so think from the eyes of the consumer and give yourself an honest assessment. Would you buy your products as a consumer? Um, this also applies if you're launching a new product. What would you do to make your product stand out so a customer wants to buy yours instead of somebody else's? Especially since you're probably starting with less reviews, um, less pricing power, because your costs are going to be higher at, at a lower unit volume at first. And so you really have to look at that. And so once you look at all that, you got to evaluate, can you make sufficient profits with your current products? And do you own a unique position in your market? Um, this is a big factor because I think the best business for most of us to be in is selling premium priced products. But the only way you can get away with selling premium priced products for on the long term is by having some unique differentiators or at least unique position in your market. Easiest example I always give is a Black Rifle Coffee. Their coffee I don't think is better than anybody else's, but their positioning is. And so do you have a unique position in your market? Otherwise, you're just kind of in the sea of sameness with everyone else and you're going to have a hard time selling. So now moving on to the third barrier, which is marketing. So first one, market. Are you in the right market? Second one, merchandise. Do you have the right products? Um, meaning, do you have some competitive advantages with your products versus everyone else in your space? How do you stack up against the competition? Third barrier that holds people back and that can allow you to unlock growth is on the marketing side. Uh, to give you an example, at our most recent Mastermind event, we have a member who has a very high-quality um, tech accessory product, super high-quality images, high-quality product, high-quality branding. Uh, the market is huge because basically it's piggybacking off of, of Apple sales, which just keep going up and up and up. So all that is good. He's got good market, good product. He's got some unique value, unique quality. Uh, where he was capping out is that he had somebody internally running his Facebook ads while she was doing 12 other jobs, like most of us, you know, owning small businesses, we have people doing a lot of different things. And she, I believe, was kind of reaching her limit in terms of what she knew how to do on the Facebook side. And so I referred him to our Facebook advertiser, the extremely good guy, once you're at a certain scale, which they are. And I believe that's going to unlock massive growth for them because they were looking at new products, new markets to enter. I'm like, you're already in the right market. You already have good products. You're just not reaching all the people you possibly could. So in this case right market, right product, the next thing to look at is can you scale up your marketing? And so that's where that's where he was at. We also, for one of our businesses that I just can't give a ton of detail about because it's such a new opportunity for us, we've had a good product for a while. Um, we're in the right market. It's a growing market, but the offer was not right. And so on the marketing side, we kind of had to repackage the offer. And now we're growing like crazy in that business. Uh, just from repackaging the offer, different pricing proposition in that business versus the same as everyone else. So literally just changing the pricing and value proposition was enough to unlock massive growth inside of that business. And so if your market's growing, your products are competitive, then the only reason you aren't selling more than anyone else in your market is that your marketing needs improvement. And really the two main functions of marketing are one, reach. Are you reaching enough people uh, so they actually know you exist? And second, response. Once you've reached these people, can you actually convince them to buy from you? And so for most people, it's going to be better to work on the response side, getting more out of the traffic you're already getting, converting at a higher rate, because that allows you to afford to reach more people, if, especially we're talking about paid ads. And so if you can convert double the number of people, then you can reach way more people because now more ads are profitable for you. So it's almost always better to work on the response side. And we're going to get deep into this in a future episode. So those are the first three barriers. Fourth barrier and final barrier is manager. 
which basically is the person running the business, which is typically going to be you. And so to give you an example on the amazing side again, uh, we've been in a good market. Uh, we had to re-engineer some of our products, but I'd say over the past six months to a year, we've had some really good products that I think are better than anybody else's. And we know marketing, like we're very good at the marketing side. And so all those things were good, but why was that business just kind of stagnating for a while for the past couple of years, really? I mean, 2020 was great pandemic because everyone wants to build a business. Uh, but beyond that, it kind of stagnated for a couple of years. I believe it was because of me, me being the manager, even though I'm not technically CEO of that business right now, I'm still a driving force in that company. And I believe it was me and my leadership that was holding us back. I really couldn't find the right drive to make me want to do the work. And so I had to go through this whole process. I've talked a lot about on this podcast and I'll get more into and in terms of how you actually do that for yourself uh, towards the end of this series we're doing over the next 30 days. But if you're in the right market, got the right products, got the right marketing, the only thing that's not holding you back from dominating your market and achieving really all the financial dreams that you want is yourself, your own personal development, uh, individually and especially as a CEO and leader of a business. The big question to ask yourself is do you wake up every day fired up to build your business? If not, something is missing because you're going to be competing against somebody who does have that level of energy and they're going to win. And so you have to find a way to make that happen. And we'll talk more about how to engineer that. Also, another way a kind of litmus test I believe is important now is do you run out of hours in the day or do you run out of motivation in the day? If you're running out of motivation, you probably need to figure something out there. If you're running out of hours, that's a much better problem to have. Um, so that's a good question for yourself right now. Do you run out of hours every day or do you run out of motivation? Um, something important because that kind of gives you an idea of your level of drive currently. Following up on that, um, question to ask yourself is do you need to hire somebody who has the right motivation? Uh, maybe you're not it. Maybe you need to hire somebody to take over and run this thing for you that has that level of drive that's hungry. Um, or maybe it's time to sell your business and move on to something else. Now, my advice from working with so many people and seeing so many people who've sold their businesses for tons of money um, is to find the right drive again if your business meets the first three criteria above or if you can fix it so that it does. Right market, right products, right marketing. As long as it meets those three criteria or you believe you, it can, um, then I believe it's better rather than trying to sell your business or hire somebody to run it is to find that drive again and tell your business is really at sort of like peak operating ability. Then you can look at your other options. But if you're just trying to figure out how to unlock growth and you believe there's a lot of runway left, um, I believe you're going to be better off and happier if you find the drive to want to grow your business. Because from what I've seen is that <laughs> if you hire somebody else or sell your business, inevitably, you're going to be back doing the same thing. You're going to start a new business from scratch, trying to figure all the things out from the beginning, and then trying to figure out you know, some level of motivation for yourself. Because if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be bored. You're not just going to sit around doing nothing. And so why start all over again if you could just make what you have now, achieve everything that you want? To give you an example, uh, there's a member of ours who sold multiple businesses um, for two in the seven figures, one uh, for over $10 million, I believe. Uh, he bought his sort of dream house and now spends most of his time pursuing hobbies uh, rather than doing business again. He's guys sort of dabbling. But since he basically exited all of his companies, he didn't have to do anything. He had plenty of money. They don't live in a very expensive place. Uh, so they kind of bought this massive house. And, um, you know, some of this, I think, includes a lot of drinking, unfortunately, which, you know, everyone is kind of up to their own, whatever they want to do. Uh, but I kind of wonder 
would this person have been better off continuing to grow as an entrepreneur, being a leader of companies, being an example for the person, family, community, all that sort of stuff? Would this person have been happier? Um, it makes me wonder. And I've heard this from a mentor that I have that I worked with for four years. He took a company public, sold it in his late 20s, uh, basically exited, had all the money he would ever need, and then ended up sort of retiring and you know semi-professionally playing golf down in Florida but he was just surrounded by a bunch of people that had also retired made a bunch of money didn't have to do anything and they basically just drank all day and were, were essentially alcoholics and he was like this is not for me so he had to go get back into the business world get back building and learning and growing I believe that is a better path that's probably going to make you happier so then it's like okay how do I find that energy and motivation fortunately we're going to get all into that over the next 30 days because over the next 26 days, which is how many days we have left of the series, I'm focusing on helping you find a breakthrough in your e-commerce business. Whether you're starting from scratch or you already own a business, I believe there is a process to this. I kind of gave you the four areas today that we're going to go into. So barrier number one, the four barriers, uh, four breakthrough barriers. Barrier number one is the market that you're in. Barrier number two is merchandise. Barrier number three is marketing and barrier number four is manager. So we're going to go deep into each one of these because I believe this is also the order you need to evaluate to find out where the biggest opportunity for growth is in your business so that when you apply a little bit of pressure there, all of a sudden your results explode. So if you want to get all these episodes 100% for free, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll see you tomorrow.